The Spot, a BYU-Idaho radio production where we talk about what you're talking about at BYU-Idaho. Today's hosts are me, Savannah Bewley. Noah Farley. Chandler Gwadneen. And I'm Colton Scholl. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. Today, we're talking about how to cook without your mom. Definitely relevant for all the college students here on campus, especially since this is um, probably the first time a lot of you have been living on your own without parents around. So, um, yeah, yeah, how to cook without your mom. That's today's subjects. Any stories for you, from you guys of things that you're like, oh, my mom knew how to cook this, but I have no idea what's going on here? Everything. My mom <laughs> just goes into the kitchen and then performs alchemy, and then there's food. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's true. This is, I'll be honest, this is not my first time cooking with my mom because I went on my mission and I had to cook without her for two years. Wait, oh, that's nice. Um, I did. I had, to, well, okay. The mission outlawed doing or having meals with members for a little while. Oh, no. And then they bought us all crock pots. So I cheated and used oh. a crock pot. But oh, that's still cooking. Still cooking. I, that, that yeah. Counts. Yeah. That I got counts. to make chicken. It was so good. Mm. So. Crock-Pot is the answer, guys. Crock-Pot chicken is Secret so delicious. Recipe. I bought yeah. microwavable chimichangas and pizza rolls, and that is why I'm fat now. Uh, that That's that's <laughs> most college students' goal, or college students' like uh, food every single week is pizza rolls and ramen. And But this, this podcast isn't about pizza rolls and ramen. This is about making real food that's good for you and, you know, that gives you some nutrition, right? So we want to talk about some of those things. Noah, do you have do you have anything that you cook on a regular basis that's not pizza rolls? <laughs> I don't think I've ever bought pizza rolls ever before in my life. Oh, that's awesome. That, that, that is a good way to go. I have had to impose that rule on myself posthumously. Stop it. <laughs> well, let's see. I mean, the main thing is that you have to find things that you want to make, right? Like, especially if that's a, uh, like... If it's your very first time being away from your mom um, and having to cook by yourself, then start with something that's simple and something that you actually want to make. I myself, nowadays, I've kind of leveled up since then. Um, hmm. Nowadays, a good a good go-to is like pasta because there's all kinds of different, different things that you can put on it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, vegetables and um, all kinds of different sauces. I myself hate red sauce. So it's always the white sauce for me, Alfredo all the way. I agree. I think that's a good segue from coming from home and like trying to cook on your own is pasta because pasta is super, super easy. There are so many different things you can do. Uh, like there's spaghetti, there's Alfredo, there's lasagna, which honestly isn't as complicated as it seems. It really isn't. Especially, um, if, you buy, if, especially if you buy Stouffer's. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're trying to discourage oh, oh. this, Chandler. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I didn't have Stouffer's or anything yesterday. That's Man, I know. <laughs> no. It, it is good to have microwave meals occasionally, but but cooking lasagna is really not that hard. And if you cook your own lasagna, like if you bake it, then you can have four or five meals from the one lasagna and oh, you can my goodness, yeah. freeze it right. and use it like a Stouffer's meal, but you'll have five Stouffer's meals instead of <laughs> one, right? You know, and you made it, so it's better. But, you know, I think lasagna was one of the more like, I'm not going to say it's complex because it's not, but for me, the first time I made my own lasagna successfully was really awesome. I was just like, oh, I just did this really complex meal and I felt so good about it. <laughs> yeah. But really, it's just, com you know, components. So you make mm -hmm. the meat, 
you know, make, you know, chop up onions, put the meat in it and and then cook that up. And then you just have the sauce on the side. I just use prego sauce because it's delicious. Right. So you just mm-hmm. warm up the prego sauce. You have the meat on the side and then you just get the different types of cheeses. And then all you're doing is layering the noodles, noodles, then you layer all the stuff, then noodles, then layer all the stuff, and then you just bake it for like 30 minutes. It's super easy. And again, it feeds you for like five meals. Okay. So it's wonderful. <laughs> I'll tell you something, though. You can, if you want, you can go hard on lasagna. Oh, you can. <laughs> My lasagna that I make back home, I haven't made it up here because it's ludicrous to do. Uh, my lasagna back home to produce, I think, is somewhere around $75. Uh, I make the sauce by myself, like from scratch. Uh, it has incorporated into the making of the sauce how you prepare the meat. And then the cheeses that I use, there's like five or six different forms of dairy that go into this. Yum. What? And it is way more complicated than any meal should be. But by the end of it, you have a thing that you can feel just it's it's incredible it tastes great but you know that it's authentic italian because you can feel your stomach lining burning away at the end <laughs> because you know exactly how to cook exactly <laughs> now i'll never do that up here because it's an all day thing first of all and second of all it it it's super complicated so that's the problem that i ran into is uh when when i came up here is I have all of these really big kitchen full-on meals that I know how to make, and I was not prepared to not want to do any of them. <laughs> well, yeah, because you you know you go to class, and then in between class you have like an hour for lunch, right? So like mm-hmm. you end up making super easy stuff, but but sometimes you have time for other things. You just got to learn the the recipes, right? Mm-hmm. I know my mom. Like I'm gonna go back and praise my mom a little bit because <laughs> she is amazing and she does a lot of wonderful things. Uh, he, she, and my stepdad are just wonderful cooks, and they actually my stepdad uh, served his mission in Korea, and so he makes a lot of Korean meals, which is amazing. So so good. And I wish I could make some of them. I and I honestly could, but the problem is we don't have the ingredients we would need here in Rexburg or even in Idaho Falls, just because you know Korean dishes are not or Korean ingredients are not the easiest to find. However, they've taught me so many things. Um, recently, they they literally taught me how to make this cool buffalo chicken pizza, Ooh. and it's amazing. They've been sending me videos and teaching me how to use, how to do it. So I'm still learning. You know, I'm 28 and I'm still learning. Don't feel bad about learning. And in fact, this morning, my parents even talked to me and said that they were still learning. They even <laughs> call their kids to learn recipes from them. Right. So like, it's OK to continue to call people and, and try and learn how to make new things. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. What about your guys' uh, parents? Did they make something really delicious that you remember? So... I'm going to be honest. Uh, my dad is a caterer, uh, so oh. I'm a little un- I'm a little biased. Uh, he would always make us tri-tip or uh, some type of steak. We'd always have steak for Thanksgiving instead of Yum. turkey. Um, it was really, really good. So I'm going to brag on my dad a little bit because <laughs> that's where my culinary arts come from. If anybody wants to know, I don't know how to cook any of those things yet. <laughs> so yet. it's not like... I come from his seed, so I should know how to do this. It's not that way. But just for the record, my dad is a caterer. But yeah. You should learn. I should. I should. That would give me so many bonus points. <laughs> Could you imagine? So, but 
Yeah, well, that's my parents. Have you ever had any troubles like making some of those things and then you're like, oh man, like I can't do this, like I'm giving up, you know, anything like that, Chandler? It's so complicated, I haven't even tried, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to venture into that realm, so. But uh, I I do know how to cook some simple things, but that's for sure. That's the college student life. But. I know sometimes you have to roll with the punches, right? Because if you're, you're missing an ingredient or there's things that you just, you're like, I can't get to the Walmart because the shuttle's not running and I don't have a car. And so now I have to figure out what I'm going to do. Do I completely change my dinner plans or do I substitute some things, right? That's so, when I order pizza. So. Right? See, a lot, of, a lot of students do that, right? Yeah. And, so and that's fine. Substituting the whole meal. Right. But that's just, sub- yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, what if you're baking something and you happen to not have, I don't know, baking powder, right? Or if you don't have um, eggs, per se, I think that's an example we have in our notes here from Colton. So, yeah. if we don't have eggs, what what do we do? What, what do you think, Colton? What would we do without eggs in this well. situation? In my personal memory and recollection that's on my phone, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this. Uh, apparently, there are a couple of different ways to try and substitute an egg. Uh, we've got two and a half tablespoons of powdered egg substitute. Who who would have thought? Wow. wow. Chemical, <laughs> chemical reproductions of eggs is how you replace eggs. Okay, I, I, I skipped down because the first two are just egg substitute, which... Come on, website. Thank it's you. It's not like we're going to have that if we don't have right. it. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm assuming this is for baking specifically because <laughs> allrecipes.com recommends three tablespoons of mayonnaise. Hey, it works actually. So oh. I know this is weird. But there's there's a cake that you can make with mayonnaise, and in fact, they use it instead of eggs, and it's actually a very rich cake. That's and cool. And you don't taste the mayonnaise at all. Like, it doesn't taste like mayonnaise. It tastes like delicious chocolate cake is what it tastes like. It is very, very good. So if you don't have eggs, but you do have mayonnaise, I can, I can attest. It's yeah. a very good substitute uh, for eggs. Now, granted, you'll have to look up the uh, difference or... Exactly the ratio uh, between the two because I'm not exactly sure on that one. Yeah, according to all the recipes, it says one one whole egg is the three tablespoons of mayonnaise. Hmm. Three tablespoons for one egg. So that's not bad. It's not bad at all. We got a couple of other substitutes too. Oh yeah? What else? Half a banana mixed with half a teaspoon of baking powder. That also makes sense. I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is one tablespoon of powdered flax seed soaked in three tablespoons of water. So not everybody has flax seed. I was going to say, especially not powdered. Exactly. But if I mean, you, you could do crush have it, up. it yeah. yeah, if you do but, have it, I mean, a lot of people who have like healthy, healthy diets will have flax seed with them. Yeah. Um, so that's something to think about if you're, if you're missing eggs. Flax I thought seed. applesauce was another... Or what am I missing? I thought applesauce. Applesauce is a good one, yeah. Or, uh, yeah. yeah, applesauce mm-hmm. is usually replace a, mm-hmm. a substitute for like vegetable oil. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought it was butter. I thought it was eggs. I'm bad. See, it might also be for butter. I'm not sure. Yeah, it could I be think, for butter. I think butter was. Um, I don't see it on butter here, but I do. I do know applesauce is a good replacement for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this website makes me angry. <laughs> 
you know, if you don't have butter, just use seven eighths of a cup of lard. Well, which is you have that in your cupboard for sure. Well, that does bring up a subject here, though, because when it comes to making food, a lot of times when you go shopping, you're not shopping for like necessarily like this meal and this meal and this meal. Right. Like a a smart way of shopping is to shop to shop for lots and lots of ingredients. And that Mm. way you're just prepared for a lot of different meals. Um, it also continues to help with with making sure that your budget is okay, um, because shopping for ingredients tends to help um, tends to help keeping your shelves stocked, and you continuously can make more meals from those ingredients. If you have flour, if you have um, lard, actually, like it was just actually you know talked about, lard is used for a lot of things. Mm. If you have um, those salt, pepper all of those spices, that kind of thing. If you just like slowly build up all of these ingredients, it can actually help you cook lots of different things at home. And, you know, you'll find yourself looking up recipes and then you'll be like, oh yeah, I already have all of that. And then you can just cook it and you don't have to worry about going to the store. You're just building up your ingredients. That's the way that I shop. I just shop for lots of different (laughs) ingredients and it works because there are so many different recipes you can make with flour, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you can make biscuits with flour, biscuits, bread. Bread is really not that hard, by the way. Has anybody made bread? Mm. I saw my com- uh, companion. I saw my roommate make it out of a <laughs> cup one time. So that was out of a impressive. cup? How, how was that? He put hot water and, like, a yeast, the yeast starter, right? Mm-hmm. And he, like, put it in the microwave. And then he did something where he put it in a pan, and he cooked it, and it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So he said he's going to teach me. He hasn't yet. So this is a call out for Ethan's staff. Balls in your court. Right? Well, speaking of other students, we actually talked to a few other students about what they do when they're having struggles with figuring out how to cook things without their mom around or without their parents around. So this is what they had to say. My name is Burnley and I'm here with a couple of students here on campus and they're going to be giving some advice of how in the world they cook without their mom here at school. Here's Andrew. Hi, so my suggestion is to cook in bulk. So if you're cooking something, don't just do it for one meal, do it for like many different meals. Awesome. And here's Josh. I would suggest getting like a crock pot or rice cooker so you can put the food in, forget it and come back when it's done. And here's Sammy. I found that fruits and vegetables are way cheaper than you think, and so I get a lot of those so I can eat snacks between meals and while I'm studying. So smart. And here's Dean. I find that a lot of the meats are pretty hard to cook, but hot Italian sausage is a super easy meat to cook. Awesome. And last, here's Millie. I like to call my mom because she's very good at cooking. Honestly, that's the (laughs) best advice that anyone could give a student. Thanks so much, everyone. I absolutely loved all of those pieces of advice. Uh, My favorite one was call your mom because (laughs) seriously, she's right there. She's a phone call away and you should be calling your mom on a regular basis anyway. This woman birthed you. You should be (laughs) thankful for her. So give her a call. Um, And, you know, making a recipe is a good excuse to give her a call and then you can talk to her for a little bit while you're cooking, right? So I loved that piece of advice. What about you guys? I have to... Do a disclaimer real quick. So Josh and Sammy were in my previous ward, and Josh was my roommate. Sammy was my FHE sister, and I love those two. Um, Josh, I just know because I lived with him, but he's a fantastic cook. So anything that he mm. says is fantastic advice. I just have to say that. So pay attention to what Josh said. Sammy, ri- ridiculous advice as well. 
Um, but I do have to focus on what Andrew said, buying things in bulk. Um, yeah. What I do is a lot of times when I, I make meals, they're burritos or they're tacos or something. Uh, so I buy like refried beans and I buy like an onion or I buy different things and um, I'll mix them all together. I'll buy, I like put it in a crock pot, I'll put chicken in a crock pot and I'll mix that all together with the onions and the refried beans and the salsa and the stuff that I buy. And then if I have leftovers, um, I, I make that in bulk and I have it for lunch the next day or I can just, I have a tortilla, I slap it down and I heat it up. And then I find other things in my refrigerator that would go well together, right? And I mix it all up and I put it in a burrito. And so buying things in bulk and learning how to diversify, I don't know if that's <laughs> the word, but diversify your ingredients and diversify your recipes is a good good way to go. I'd 100% agree with that, honestly. Like yeah. food prep can really make a difference throughout the week. As students, we have really tight schedules, right? Mm -hmm. And we have really tight wallets. <laughs> so it's not like we can go out to eat all the time. And even going to the, you know, to the MC every single day to get something is just super expensive. So yeah. food prepping is the way to go. Make way more than you need. Freeze it if you must, you know. Keep it fresh and and use it throughout the week. Uh, another way to do that for me, I really love peppers, like bell peppers. Mm -hmm. And so I'd get, I'll get like five bell peppers when I go shopping, and then just cut them up. And then for the entire week, I have just like little pieces of bell pepper that I can eat with ranch or whatever for for a side for lunch. And then that's what I do is I prep a bunch of little different sides, and then I just hey, which sides do I want with this sandwich today? And then I just grab this, 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 and this, and then I'm done. Right. Mm. So it's a good way of doing it. I, I appreciate that, Chandler. Was there a piece of advice you liked, Colton? I really liked the crock the crock pot example. Um, you would be shocked at how much easier cooking gets with the crock pot. It's like you said, you just you put it in there and then it just goes. I actually um I have a really dumb story of something that I've done up here on campus, uh, which is that okay, I I wanna preface this. I know I'm a monster. I know I'm an insane person. But you can set a crock pot to cooking overnight, right? I mean, yeah, you can. Once you have everything in the crock pot, it doesn't make a mess outside of the crock pot, right? Right, you would think. All that you need is an outlet, right? So there's nothing requiring you to have the crock pot in the kitchen. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a slow cooker that I will, uh, at night, I will prepare really simple fajitas. I, I cook chicken. I put the fajita mix in. Sometimes I'll go a little crazy and put a vegetable in there. Um, and I put I put it in there. I put it in the crock pot. And then I bring the crock pot into my room and I cook them overnight. So when I wake up in the morning, my room smells of fajitas and I don't have to leave my room to make fajitas. I've got a mini fridge in there and it's got my tortillas. I have breakfast fajitas in bed, not as often anymore because I've become more lazy, but I, I, there was a period of time in which I had breakfast fajitas in bed like at least twice a week, and it was a stellar experience. That actually sounds pretty good, honestly. Genius. Um, <laughs> I never thought of putting that in your room, but that's a good idea. 
I'm pretty sure I heard something just like that on an episode of The Office. <laughs> oh, did they do that? Well, when he wanted to, he wanted to wake up to the smell of bacon oh, in his no. room. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can see how bacon oh. might be a little bit more problematic. Though. Yeah, well, in his case, he wound up stepping on his grill. Oh, <laughs> oh. no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, don't put it right next to your bed. <laughs> Make sure to put it on something, like a table or something. Yeah. If, you have, if you have a mini fridge, it's perfect because you can set it up like a little kitchen table and you've got that's the crock pot on the mini fridge where you won't step on it. And then you got the stuff under there. I don't That's know great. if I've ever thought of using a mini fridge as a table. I usually use the mini fridge to refrigerate things, Dude, but, but it works. <laughs> why not both? <laughs> I've been up here way too long, man. <laughs> Consolidate, make space, right? Yeah. Well, that's a, a great simple recipe. Honestly, like crock pots are like a lifesaver. Sadly, I do not have one yet. I would ah. love one, though, because there's so many things you can make in a crock pot. Like so many. Mm. <laughs> Just a warning, though. Um, back to my mission. Most of my most of my kitchen mishaps happened on my mission, believe it or not. Uh, I believe it. But um, <laughs> I, I left chicken in the crock pot overnight by oh, accident. Oh, no. And our crock pot was not smart. And I just patted on high for like 12 oh, hours. No. We woke up and I thought we were going to die because I thought like the house was on fire. <laughs> uh, it smelled horrible. And well, yeah. like, it, like our crock pot was out of commission for a few days uh, because oh, we had to man. soak it and it just it charred to the crock pot. And uh, so just know that if you're going to cook it overnight, make sure that you put it on a proper setting yeah. and don't forget it because yeah. that can cause severe anxiety and damage. <laughs> and it, 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 it is worth knowing or noting that not all crock pots are made for long term. Right. That's like, true. Yeah. Overnight, true. like eight hours cooking, right? They might be made for five, three to five hours cooking, right? So just be aware of the kind of crock pot you have. And be aware of the safety of it before doing something like that. Take the time to get to know and cherish your crock pot. Yes. Understand <laughs> its strengths and weaknesses. Exactly. Exactly. Golden. Oy vey. <laughs> well, crock pots are always good for simple recipes. And I know that uh, there are other things you can do that are a little bit simple. If you don't have a crock pot like me, I know, I'm a failure at life. I'm 28 and I don't have my own crockpot. <laughs> I should. Um, but if you don't, there are lots of little things that you can do. Um, I absolutely, I mean, of course, there's the regular college student stuff like mac and cheese and stuff. But what you can do instead of getting craft mac and cheese or like the box mac and cheese, it's so easy to make your own mac and cheese and it is so delicious. Mm -hmm. Just get the noodles, get the noodles, you know, the elbow noodles or whatever noodles you want to use. All you need is like some heavy cream and all kinds of cheeses that you want to put in there. You could put like five different cheeses in there. You could put anything. I love Parmesan in my mac and cheese. It's delicious. I know it sounds silly, but then, no, it's really good. Yeah, so good. So Parmesan and then and sharp cheddar and and sometimes Swiss is fun. So Swiss can be fun too. So you just put all of those cheeses in there, um, and then I like to bake mine as well. Yes. So yes. yes, after you've made it on the top. Then you just bake it for another 30 minutes, put the cheese, another layer of cheese on top of it, bake it for about 30 minutes and for, at 375 and it is just, it's golden afterwards. And that's a super easy thing to make, but it's so much better when you make it homemade versus like the box. And it's really not that much more expensive. Like 
it really isn't. (laughs) And it's so, so good. Because if you like think about how much cheese you use each time, you really are like when you buy your cheese, you're making or you're buying cheese for like five mac and cheeses, right? So Mm -hmm. like it's really not that much more expensive and it tastes so much better. And it feeds you for more meals than just one, right? right. Yeah. Like lasagna. Yeah, yeah like lasagna. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pasta is definitely one of those things that's super easy to learn um, right off the bat. So simple recipes without a crock pot, just, just think about some of those pasta recipes for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, speaking of my breakfast antics, uh, you can make breakfast burritos pretty easily. Oh, that's, that's true. That's one of my staples that I've had. Because all you need is like a tortilla. Eggs are expensive nowadays, so just fill it with mayonnaise. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> uh, no, so you, you take a tortilla. Uh, if you don't have eggs, you can put like some of the cheap breakfast sausage and cheese or really any just like staple meat or something. And if you don't want to do meat, if that's too far, you just put cheese in a tortilla and then you microwave it and you've got a TCT. Now, that might not sound glamorous, but you know what it is? Cheap and easy. Cheap and easy. And honestly, though, there are things you can do to do to change that a little bit, too, just to make it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and all you would need to do is add some spices. I cannot stress this enough. Get <laughs> spices. It changes your life with food. Everything you do, make sure to put some spices on it. Because seriously, it is so, so good. Um, I I would say even just garlic powder, just make sure to have some garlic powder, salt and pepper on hand. Um, I like to have some spicy spices, so cayenne and things Mm -hmm. like that. And and honestly, steak seasoning, it's amazing for lots of things. It can go on so much. So many things. So, so good. Uh, One of my favorite things to cook with steak seasoning, believe it or not, is squash. It is so good on squash and zucchini. So I'll like cut up the squash and zucchini and then I just put steak seasoning on it and that's it. That's it. And oh, and a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of olive oil and then I just bake it and it's a perfect side for any meal. It's so, so, so good. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. Make sure to have spices. Make yeah. sure to have spices. There's a lot of ways that you can just sort of elevate stuff just that little bit more with like a little bit of effort. Um, like just recently... I have discovered just how much just buying a a bunch of green onions. They're like 88 cents for a pack of green onions. You chop that up. What was ramen that was bland and mechanical a moment ago now is slightly more flavorful. Absolutely. And there's so much you can do with ramen, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You add those little spices to it, too. The sriracha. Oh, yeah. It's great. I actually, believe it or not, love ramen with a little bit of sour cream in it. I take the water out and I put the sour cream, then I put a little bit of sriracha and a little bit of the um and just the packet that comes with it and it's really good. Interesting. Yeah. I might have to try that. Yeah, yeah. so good. There's so many things you can do with ramen. My you ask buddy. everyone, they have a different ramen recipe. <laughs> My buddy swears by this. I think I did it wrong cuz I didn't like it, but you know, maybe maybe somebody else will like it. He swears by if you take a um a thing of American cheese, like the Kraft Singles, and you put that in the water. You don't, like, eat the Kraft Single. You let it melt in in the broth. He swears it makes it, like, way creamier and way better. I think I got impatient, and I ate it while the cheese was still solid, and that is not as good. <laughs> so be patient. 
<laughs> be patient with it. And that that's another thing with cooking, though, is be patient. Because some of the good quality food, sometimes it does take a little bit of time. So make sure to plan ahead for a night that you have a little bit less to do, you know, less homework, uh, less things that, that are on your mind. Thursday nights are probably not a good thing because, you know, that's when all the the social meetings happen and things like that mm-hmm. um, with all the clubs and stuff. So, so just plan ahead and think, you know, on Wednesday night I have, you know, a completely free night. What kind of meal can I make that will last me the rest of the week um, that I would love to eat the rest of the week? And, and then plan out two hours to make something really, really good. Um, and honestly, you'll find that listening to a podcast, hint, hint, um, <laughs> while, <laughs> while you're cooking can be really fun. Um, and, and it'll pass the time really quickly listening to a podcast or listening to music, things like that. Savannah, do you have any podcasts rec- that you could recommend <laughs> for cooking? I don't know. I mean, The Spot is a great one. Oh, I hadn't even considered The Spot. <laughs> I love listening to The Spot when I do my daily activities. <laughs> every single episode, a new one every single week on Thursdays, guys. <laughs> so if you don't, if you got The Spot running and you're listening to The Spot and you're making your meal, what are you making? It's something to think about because there are so many different recipes to make. So uh, here we actually had Grant, one of our hosts. He actually went and talked to some of his buddies about specific things that they like to make. What do you generally make since, you know, your mom doesn't make dinner for you? What do you generally make? Mexican food, enchiladas and tacos and tortillas, just simple stuff. Rihanna, what do you usually make for yourself at home? Chicken or burgers. Also like just eggs or bacon a lot. Yvette, what do you make at your apartment? What do you make when you're home? I feel like I don't have that much time to cook always. So usually I just make like eggs or an omelet or just ramen or sandwiches. Lisa, since you've been on your own, what do you generally make at your apartment? For breakfast, it's usually smoothies or pancakes. And then for dinner, it's usually pasta or Asian food of some kind. Isaac, what do you generally make at home? My go-to is probably a chicken wrap. Uh, That's like always my go-to actually. Breakfast, always bacon and eggs. Sometimes I'll throw that in to a tortilla so like another wrap or so a toast and then uh, I'll also make cookies every once in a while and then like maybe for lunch it's usually like leftovers or like chicken with with veggies that are cooked so I love that they're talking about Mexican food because honestly like Mexican food is a lot of it is very very flavorful and not super hard to make Like, I actually love making tacos. Chicken tacos are my favorite. So, so good. And really, all you have to do is get taco seasoning, and boom, you're done. You make the meat. You put the taco seasoning on the meat while you're making it. I like to add a little bit of lime juice and cilantro because it's it's amazing. And then, of course, get an avocado because that just makes things even better. But really, it's just a bunch of little ingredients to put together, and then boom, it's nice tacos you can make all kinds of different things mexican food with that and it's not expensive it's not mexican food is so cheap to make so cheap so cheap uh do you have a specific mexican recipe that you like i just i'll go back to the burritos i eat burritos so much it's ridiculous but they're so it's so cheap i have i mix my grill skills with my crockpot skills to make burritos and uh, i use like the sweet baby raised sauce i'll just dump that on the chicken and let it marinate in the crock pot for like three hours. So good. And then I'll pull it out and just just dice it up with a bunch of other stuff and throw it in there. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So now, cheap. Do you so make good. Mexican food too? No, but my uh, roommate does. He likes to buy uh, like those little 
fish sticks, and then he bakes those, and then he puts those in tacos. Hmm, that sounds pretty good, like fish tacos. Exactly. He has like like lemon, no lime juice, like you said. He always puts that on there. That sounds really good, actually. It's a simple way of doing it, and I also love um, salmon. Salmon cooking salmon is really easy, and salmon is a great fish to put into fish tacos. So, again, just amazing and super easy. All you have to do is have a meat and have the little fixings that you like in it, and you can make so many different meals with it. Um, and, and it really depends on how you make it, too, because you can make fajitas, like you were mentioning earlier, but mm-hmm. the the difference there is just the way you cook it, right? So And, and the, the spices that you put in it, so... Really great techniques, um, definitely easy thing to cook. And I will say this, it's <laughs> there's so much variety you can get with just changing the shell, too. Oh, you can, yeah. Because if you have the burrito shells, you can use the burrito shells to make lots of burritos. But you can also get these, like, taquito shells that are, like, flat, mm-hmm. and that changes things a lot. I know it sounds silly, but same ingredients. You put it on a taquito shell, and it's completely different. So different. So <laughs> it's different. so good, though. And you might be thinking... What about the dessert burrito? I think the French got it right when they said crepes. We'll make crepes. That's the dessert burrito, and, everybody. And they say it's the dessert burrito, but they also use it for breakfast, which is amazing. Mm, it's really good. So, so good. <laughs> You've been listening to The Spot, a production of BYU-Idaho Radio. Today's hosts were me, Savannah Bewley. Noah Farley. Chandler Guadagnin. And Colton Schull. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. This episode was edited by me, Savannah Bewley, and Caitlin Tippett. Producers were the hosts with supervision by Brandon Isle and Natalia Hepworth. Our theme music is Finding Happiness by DJ Quads and The Perpetual Ticking of Time by Artificial Music. To listen to more episodes of The Spot, like and follow us on social media or visit our website, byui.edu slash radio and click podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to BYU-Idaho Radio Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get podcasts. And also leave a review of the show and leave a comment on what we should talk about next.